Hi, and welcome to episode 90 of No Crying in Baseball, the There Is Crying in Baseball, But There's No Peeing in Soccer episode. My name's Patty. I'm here in Cleveland with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. I'm feeling so good, so relaxed, because we are being pampered in Cleveland, thanks to your wonderful friends who are hosting us here at the Baroness Estate. Is it an estate? I feel like it's an estate. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty great. Thank you, Norman. Thank you, Mark, for hosting us here at the Baroness. We just cross-trained together with our hosts. We watched Team USA win the World Cup. Yay! That was fun. That That was was super big fun. And and it was accompanied by mimosas, which was also thank you, read above the hosts of the the Baroness. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yeah, cross-training in many ways. We, you know, varied the alcohol. We varied the sport. So here we go. On today's show, Cleveland rocks. We are here in the rock and roll capital of the world for the All-Star Game weekend of fun and frolic. We're going to tell you all about that. We've met some of our heroes. We had a little party at Napoli's, a very little party, but it was super great. We're going to tell you a bunch of important news. It's kind of sad to start, but they all have a little bit of a silver lining. So hang in there with us. And we're going to close with our monthly check-in on our predictions for how we think the season's going to go for all of major leagues. Oh, my God. It's All-Star Weekend, and we are in Cleveland. I'm having such a good time. How about you, Potty Mouth? I feel like we had a whole week already in a day. Yesterday was a day. It was such a full day. From like, It felt like sun up to sundown, past sundown, way past sundown. We are we here out. to volunteer. So we each have three volunteer gigs, but they didn't start till last night. So we had all yesterday to play at Playball Park and in the convention center and see all the stuff. And boy, did it start out well for me. Yeah. What was the first very, very cool thing that we did? Oh, my God. Omar Vizquel is here. You may have heard me say things like, I love Omar pretty regularly because he was my very first and my best baseball boyfriend. He was there. He made like a sponsorship appearance and we did a photo op. So if you want to see me with tears in my eyes and arms around my favorite shortstop of all time, please check out our social media. And Potty Mouth was such a good sport. She kind of helped me through it. It was wonderful. It was actually the easiest thing compared to last year in D.C. where we did. I I felt like I did a lot of waiting for a long time for the stuff that I waited for. Omar, it it was warm. It was outside, but it didn't take that long. And there was that barbecue thing right nearby and... There was some water being sprayed. So that wasn't bad. And then we did another one inside. Actually, I think I I listed this stuff out of order because when we first went inside and we were just looking around like, wow, you said, there are the girls, right? Was that how it was? I did. (laughs) Possibly the ladies. Yes. I may have said there's the ladies. But it was the uh, a bunch of women from the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. I think I got those words in order. And they were having a talk in – I forget what they called that place. I think it's the, the clubhouse. That was In it. the clubhouse. I it. like the clubhouse. It was nice. We got a couple things in there. So first we saw them. And what I was so amazed about is seeing these women up there who I don't know how old – what the range was of the women on the stage. But most of them had white hair and the one who didn't was probably – not because it really wasn't white, but they were talking about being athletes and they were talking about multiple sports that they were involved in when they were younger. And just to have older women up there talking to a multi-age crowd about athleticism was so motivating, you know, just beyond baseball. So that's what I got of that. Yeah, they were definitely pulling lessons out that apply to more things than just one sport or just sports in general. And I think that was a good lesson. And some of them were making a point of talking to the kids in the audience and others were making a point of talking to the parents in the audience and how to support your kids. And I thought that was really pretty great. My favorite thing in the clubhouse was later on that day when Mike Hargrove was there for a Q&A. And as a Clevelander, I remember Mike when he played for the Cleveland team and then managed the Cleveland team. 
And then he was the manager of the Orioles when I then lived and when I first moved to Maryland and they were my team. And his nickname was the human rain delay because between every single pitch, he would step out of the box and adjust absolutely anything on his person that could be adjusted. I mean, everything that could be adjusted. And so he was teased about that in this Q&A and someone asked him to get up and demonstrate and he said no. And then he said, of course I will. And so I got it it on video. So I'm going to, I haven't posted that yet. I'm going to have to put that on whatever of our social media will accept the length of it because yes, it was quite, quite a long procedure, but it was cool how we actually did it in the end. Yeah. And he was such a good sport. Took a lot of questions, including one from your hosts here at No Crying in Baseball. And he was very gracious. And I had a lot of fun with that. And that is already up on our Facebook page. So go check that out. Then we did some cross training. Oh, no. Before oh, cross training. Before that. Oh, my so God. Then, oh, we my were, God. then there was this debate about what do we do? Because by that time, we had accumulated a bunch of stuff. There were like giveaway things. And there was a little bit of shopping. And the car was really far away. But we knew that Mike Napoli was there. So at first, we were going to blow it off and just go drop off our shit at the car and get back before our gig. Because we figured it would be hopeless to try to get to see Napoli because long lines, right? Mm-hmm. And we had passed that that place before, and we had seen the line that looked forever for Jim Tomei. And we go back, and it was kind of a long line, so I just start taking pictures of him. And then we noticed that the line was moving. So we just hopped in in like 10 minutes, really. 10 minutes. And we had a party at Napoli. So we made a little No Crying in Baseball sandwich with Mike Napoli. And I will say I have a new appreciation for tattoos. The man is a vision. Yeah, and and huge props. Well, props, first of all, to you, because you said you should tell him about your Halloween costume. Because oh, right. in, t- in 2013, I dressed up as Mike Napoli during the playoffs, so before they actually won the World Series. But I got up there, and I was total fangirl and wobbly. And so you told him, and he looked amused. He definitely looked amused, because I was like, no, that's I was the one who dressed up as you. Yeah. Well, I, I had to I had to pay you back because you were very supportive when I was all weepy with Omar. So, you know, we had a little weepy. We were a little stammery, but together we are a team, man. And our photo has now been fixed. Many, many thanks to Norman who put on the Napoli beard on me. So when you see that photo posted on all of our social media, which I will do very soon, know that that is not my natural beard. <laughs> it is actually Napoli's beard that our very talented host has transferred so that we look like twinsies. Absolutely. And then we cross-trained. Mm-hmm. We moved from baseball to volunteering at the free concert put on by you know our all-star hosts. It was the Killers. And it was a killer concert. It was super fun. And our job was making sure that people didn't sit on or climb over what appeared to be a brick wall, but it actually wasn't. It was made out of material or something? Well, yeah, it was like the the, the portable fence blockades that they mm-hmm. used to like, you know, the portable to move around and like change where the lines are. But the wrap around it had like a, re- a red brick image. And so our job was to be structurally supportive. So if people leaned on it, we'd be on the other side so they wouldn't fall over. Turns out what our job was, this we're blocking off the batting cages because the batting cages were done for the day because it was a concert. And I will tell you, every single person who walked up to, at least to me, to say, hey, are the batting cages open, even though they were clearly shut down and dark, was a guy of a certain age with a beer in his hand and one already consumed. One? One already consumed? I don't, I can't. I think I, I, think I would say up more than one. As the consumed. night went on, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So we had to have conversations about, no, no, you can't get past me. I've got moves. But to give the people of Cleveland a huge shout out, everybody there was so friendly. It was so Super chill. nice. Super nice. Yeah, no, it was it was a great show. The killers were fun. The people were there were fun. And the organizers of like the volunteer mm-hmm. organizers and the, the people putting on the events are top freaking notch. And we may or may not have been dancing on the platforms behind the wall so that we could see the show a little bit better. There's no photographic evidence. But Absolutely as we were leaving, not. a nice Cleveland man said, and I quote, nice dancing girls. So- 
<laughs> Dancing girls. I'll take it. Last shout out goes to the bus drivers of that volunteer shuttle. They were just cheerful and yeah, we thanked them. And school buses are freaking hot and uncomfortable and they mm-hmm. were in them all day. So thank you to the bus drivers. What are, what are we doing tonight? But wait, there's more. There is more. Tonight we get to go to the bash, the all-star bash at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So we don't know who else is going to be at the bash besides us. We're hoping that there will be some interesting people there. It's also called the gala in some listings, so I think it might be fancy schmancy. I just don't know. Well, the cool thing is that we get to wear our volunteer outfit, so I don't have to worry about bringing the heels or the sparkly yeah, dress. Or buying or, the heels. And, yeah. But the less cool thing is they pointed out very specifically that buffet is not for you, volunteers, but we appreciate your assistance. Yeah, and my, my only little little slight twinge of awe about doing that tonight is that we missed the Futures game, and that was totally my favorite thing last year in all the All-Star stuff, even, even beyond the All-Star game, because you see that who's up and coming. And last year we saw Tatis Jr. and Pete Alonso in the Futures game. So it's like a sneak peek of you don't know what it is. And also last year, the cool thing was seeing David Ortiz and uh, Tori Hunter manage the two sides and and... That was kind of fun to see them up against each other. And it was always U.S. and world, which I thought was a weird thing to begin with. It was, it was kind of setting up a competition where there shouldn't be a competition. It was felt very, very artificial, right? Yeah. And they're guys on the, the same team, right? right. But, but if you're born in Venezuela, you're just going to be on the other team from the guy born in Kentucky. And I believe even if you're born in Puerto Rico, because there's that whole thing. Yeah, there's that. So they changed it this year. So it's actually American League and National League. And because it's in Cleveland, and actually, this is one thing I think that overall has been fun about this year compared to last year, is Cleveland has history with baseball that D.C. doesn't really have. So all these these celebrities who've been here are beloved hometown heroes, including- For decades, for mm -hmm. decades. And, and including the managers for the Futures game. So on one side, you have Jim Tomei, new Hall of Famer, managing the American League side. And on the other side, you have Dennis Martinez. And Omar Vizquel is his third base coach. I so, love Omar. Yeah. So it, I'm, I'm concerned about Omar not being sh- able to show up to the party. He'll come late. We'll see him. All right. Let's That's hope. okay. He's a party guy. He'll be there. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm making all of this up. <laughs> Last little future shout out is for our now hometown DC. Carter Keyboom is there for the second year in the row, which is both really cool because he got picked for the second year in a row, but also, well, he didn't quite make it in his trying to move up a level this yeah, year. Yeah, he got so. called up for a cup of coffee and then went mm-hmm. back, but he'll be back. He's got a lot going on. All right, somebody who's not coming back anytime soon ah, is Adubel Herrera. Okay, mm-hmm. so he is out for the season. We have told you in previous shows um, that he was accused of domestic abuse in a casino in Atlantic City um, with his girlfriend, and he had a court date in June. His girlfriend, um, Melanie Martinez Angulo, has decided she's declined to pursue the charges, so they've been dropped. That is her choice, but mm-hmm. thank you. MLB and Rob Manfred have pursued because of the domestic abuse policy that MLB has. They conducted their own independent investigation and they said, you're out for the year. You have an 85 game suspension, which would also include any postseason games if the Phillies make it to the postseason. And it's the second longest suspension ever given out under this policy since it started in, in um 2016. The um, longest was 100 days. I'm mean, 100 games. Excuse me, 100 games. Um, Herrera has agreed not to appeal, and he put up the wow. standard sort of publicist sounding, you know, he, you know, taking responsibility, and I'm going to do better, and this is my fault, and I accept this punishment. 
all the right things. And now we want to make sure that he does it. Um, part of the punishment that goes along with this suspension, which is also, you know, no pay during the suspension, there's a quote that says, Herrera will participate in a confidential and comprehensive evaluation and treatment program supervised by the Joint Policy Board. So there's a penalty for pay, but also treatment, basically, to try to help make you better. Interestingly, he is under contract with the Phillies for two more seasons, and the jury is out on if he's really going back. The Phillies will be on the hook for his salary regardless. Um, right now, popular opinion is a very unpopular opinion of having him back, but we'll see what happens. But kudos to MLB for pursuing this investigation, even when the official charges were dropped and for going full bore with the punishment. It's That's nice right to be able to finally say that. I feel yeah. like we've been complaining about this shit for a while. So it's finally nice for you to be able to say, hey, they're taking the right steps. And even the Phillies said, yep, this is the right thing to do. And we absolutely support this. And we we know this is you know a huge problem and we want to do everything we can to, you know, to respond to it. Shit, we have to say nice things about the Phillies on and top the Phillies. of And right. the Phillies. I and know. The Phillies. So that would be this the weird silver lining in this, you know, horrible situation here. Okay, a couple more horrible situations, unfortunately, that we're also going to stretch for some silver linings is we lost a player this week. Tyler Skaggs of the Angels pitcher died completely unexpectedly from what at least the public understands this past Monday. Um, And the baseball world is reeling and the tributes have been all over the place. And we saw a game at Nats Park the next day with Patrick Corbin pitching. And the two of them came up as rookies together. They were on the D-backs together, and they stayed good friends. And and I think Corbin said that Skaggs was in his wedding, in his this, wedding yeah. this past offseason. Yep, yep. His his statement after the game was, was heart-wrenching, and he pitched. And that was actually an amazing outing because the first inning, we're like, oh, shit, he loaded the bases. And we thought, I don't know, can he really? And no one's going to blame him, right? right? But we thought, is he really going to pull this off? And then that was it for the scoring. After the first, we go into a rain delay after three innings of pitching because it was the the middle of the third. And he's out for an hour plus, an hour and 15 minutes. Nobody ever comes back. No starting pitchers come back from that. And he comes back and he he pitched four more, I think, shutout innings. He and, did. And amazing. And, you know, the crowd, of course, standing in, in absolute admiration. And he did this while wearing... Skaggs's number 45 and he wrote it in the um on the mound too mm. you know kind of into the into the dirt of the of the mound before the game started so there was it was it, it was in front of us the whole time and the game started with a moment of silence which he right. was out on the field for so it was like even he's already in his head and there it is bigger than life in front of him and he did it man so I can't imagine what so many players are going through now, but what's important about this is is the pulling together, is the baseball community, and that solace in this being its own world. So there's that. Um, we're not going to find out uh, what happened, actually, to Skaggs until at least October 2nd yeah. is what the family has said, and that's when I guess the autopsy, autopsy – autopsy, will be completely conclusive. But they said no foul foul play, and it does not seem like suicide. So outside of that, we're going to just wait a little while. Uh, The next hard thing to to get out of my mouth is what we learned just just yesterday, right? Weirdly, while here we are in Cleveland, too. That Cookie Carrasco has been diagnosed with leukemia. What I didn't know is that he's been out all of June with what they called an unspecified blood disease because he was having weakness or tiredness. 
and that Cleveland has been rallying around him already, even before this leukemia diagnosis. And numbers have, have been going up. Carlos Santana, I think, was a key player in saying, we've got to do this for Cookie. And Cookie, beyond being an amazing pitcher, has been resilient. He's been through a lot. He's had surgeries. It's, he had Tommy John, I believe, a couple of years ago. Um, and he keeps pulling back. So he said that this is going to make me stronger, I think was his official statement. So we have to, again, look at this people pulling together, him saying he's going to beat it, trying to be out there for his fans and for, for his family. He's got two adorable little kids. Every month we like to check in on the preseason predictions we made for- Oh, shit. This yeah. is your idea, right? Yeah, it is my idea. And I'm feeling pretty good about it. But I want to follow up on that whole Cleveland pulling together thing because- in the American League, I, of course, picked Cleveland for the Central, and they are six games out. So not excited about that, except for they've won the last five in a row because, as Potty Mouth said, they are pulling together and it's like, okay, we have to be a team. We have to hold this together. we got Cookie to think about. Okay, and I'm going to just piggyback on you because I picked Cleveland, too, and what she said. Okay. <laughs> I also picked Astros and Yankees, and so far, pretty much on schedule for those guys. I'm going to just say fuck the Yankees because I'm a Red Sox fan. And although the Red Sox have been looking super bleak, they also are coming back. And even though they're 10 behind right now, we are just about in the all-star break. I am going to hold out hope. I did have the Yankees for the wild card, so maybe I will profit a little bit on their success. And the Astros is my only pick that is actually in the right place, first place right now. So, yeah, I'm there with that. For the National League, I had the Dodgers. Dodgers are running away with it. Do you have, who do you have for the West? <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, okay. Here's, here's my defense. Let's talk about so this. So I, I picked the Padres, who are around 15 games out. But here's my defense. Even though I think as at the time of this recording, I believe they're in fourth behind Colorado and Arizona, they're all 15-ish. They're all 14 or 15 behind your pick of the Dodgers. That but could be alphabetical, too. They could be, that, like, second, but 15 behind because, you know, right. alphabetical. So <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know if there's hope to come back from 15, but it's I, It's, it's sweet that you're working on that. I yeah. like that. So I had the Brewers in the Central, and the Brewers and Cubs are so neck and neck, they keep flip-flopping. Um, as of this morning, it was Cubs, but Brewers were only half a game behind. I Yeah, I'm still hopeful. Okay, here's my defense. I have St. Louis, but they're only two games back. That is one tight Division. That division is nuts. Really, really, everybody in that division is in contention way more than any other division. So, and that was supposed to be the East, Eastern Division, the NL East, and it mm-hmm. is not, man. But man, that Central is amazing. Yeah, power to you, NL Central fans. That's got to be really fun. So, for the East, where did Atlanta come from? I did not have them winning. I did not have a wild card there, and now they are in first place. However, um, I'm wrong, but I'm happy because the Nats are now number two. Because they are on a freaking tear, and I'm here for it. And Philadelphia is number three. Now, I will say, I picked Philly to win and Nats to be the wild card and then overtake them. And I'm so so way wrong in all this order, but I'm pretty happy. I am really uh, optimistic about the Nats. I picked them, and they're going the right direction. And Scherzer is totally on a tear. And I think that they're going to just keep going. And I'm hoping that the Phillies, yeah, like you're saying, that they're just on a slide. They'll keep sliding. I picked the Cubs for a wild card, so they're exceeding my expectations. Sure. That's like Price's Rights rules, right? You know, closest without going over. Okay. 
Pretty smart. I'll take it. All right. I'm not good with the MVP picks. <laughs> Me either. I am completely wrong with American League for sure, because right now it's um, Mike Trout and my boyfriend, DJ LeMahieu, are kind of toughing it out there, and I, I didn't have any of those guys. Yeah, I picked Mookie Betts, who's starting to get better, but he's not on the same caliber. National League, also um, not good. I had Acuna Jr. there. Um, so right now it's really Bellinger and Yelich as a toss-up, and Scherzer is now coming in as the dark horse because pitchers don't usually get MVPs, but, man, he is ripping it up. You know, I picked Nolan Arenado, and he's doing really well, but I don't know. I don't hear him being in this discussion, so maybe I'm going to have a little dark horse going on there. We'll see. Yeah, so I'm doing a little better at Rookie of the Year, but not with the American League because um, Brandon Lowe of, the, of, the, um, of Tampa Bay is – Kind of everybody's favorite right now. He's not really my favorite because I didn't pick him. But there's that. Who did you have? For I had Vladimir Guerrero Jr., yeah. who is way underperforming, but he's going to be in the home run derby, which you guys are, all know the result of. So either you're laughing at me right now or saying, huh, check out what he did there. <laughs> I'm super hoping that his dad is going to be pitching to him. So I don't know. I'm going to still hang in there and, and hope that Vlad turns it around. Feeling really good about the National League side, Pete Alonso, and he is ripping it up. And also, see home run derby above. I'm I'm hopeful with that too. But he has been hitting it out of the park in literal and figurative figurative ways. So I'm hoping he hangs in there, and because that's a pick that I actually made that looks pretty good right now. So you know, it it all depends on what metrics you're using yep. and where you're looking at it. Because I'm going with the dreamy Tatis Jr. Look at our Facebook feed. I put a really nice article out there about him being dreamy. I did not write that headline. But he's got so many cool things going. He gets runs from getting on base. Get him to first base, and he's going to steal, and he's going to take an extra base on a hit. He's He's got the runs in, and he's also batting really well. So who knows? I think he has a shot. So Cy Young, um, I was way wrong with the American League Verlander, man. There is no putting this guy down, right? I don't have him, and there he is way out in front. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that do not always buy on sale. It's not always the best thing. <laughs> Sometimes it's worth it to pay full price because I took the sale and holy shit, holy talk about shit. It. A, a, just a disaster. Sorry, sale, but man. So as of last month, Max Scherzer was way the hell out of talk about Cy Young and now he's like neck and neck um, for for like the lead in the National League. And right, he's coming back with a bullet, man. He is, he's got like a point, point eight five. ERA in the past nine games. He's also pitched like 101, had 101 pitches in each, like eight of the nine last games. So he's a he's a beast. And and double digit strikeouts, a bunch of them. Yep, yep, sure enough. So I'm looking good at that. Now he just pulled out of the All Star game. He said it's his back. We know it's not his baby. By the way, congratulations on the new baby to the Scherzer family. Little girl born this weekend. We know it isn't the baby keeping him away because. The report is he will be in Cleveland, uh, but on the sidelines. But I he will it was be because he pitched yesterday. Nope, it's um, no. He's okay. kind of nursing, nursing the back right now, so he's not going to start. Um, Sonny Gray is going to go in instead of him, which I is a big loss for me personally. But but yay again, yay for the baby. Yeah, maybe he'll be at the party. Oh, I hope so. That would be a good thing. So I don't think I said the words 
baseball boyfriend during this whole podcast. For those of you who are new to us, hi, thanks for listening. And and maybe some of our new friends from the All-Star Game are listening. So thank you. And please pass on the good good word. What we do in the offseason on this podcast is we each pick a guy from each team around the league who is beyond a good player, got to be a good person, no assholes involved. And then we take those guys and we make a fantasy league and then I report on it every week. And this year I suck. My team is beyond the gutter. Once again, I forgot yesterday was Saturday, but I don't know if it even matters this week. Um, Why is Saturday important? Because that's when we get to switch out our players for the next week. And oops. Yeah, so I am totally in last place, but you know, I have some really nice guys on that team. They are totally nice guys, and totally they, are, nice guys. they are, in fact, called our boyfriends, but it's not icky, I promise. It's right. not an icky thing. Yeah, it's that guy we want to hang out and have a beer with. We have El Wombo in our league, who is back in first place, much to the leftover chagrin, but the leftovers, I think, are still hovering, right? They are hovering, and we are just locked into you know an order right. right now. So maybe the All Star break will shake things up a little bit. You know that happened last year. I was in first place last year until the All Star break, and then all hell broke loose. So we'll see. Here's rooting for all hell. Hey, yeah. we're going on a field trip. I'm so excited! So if you heard our interview with Betsy Ha of the Pulaski Yankees a few about a month or two ago, she told us about a promotion they're doing in Pulaski, Virginia of agriculture night. And then she very kindly invited us to come and visit for the ag night promotion for the Pulaski Yankees. And that's this coming Saturday. And we're going to go meet Betsy. We're going to hang out with her staff. And I think we're going to meet some cows. Yeah. So we got pulled into the cow discussion because she talked about the cow raffle and you can either get the actual live cow or the processed cow is how we said it. So we were talking about entering that raffle. Everybody's advising me to not actually enter because if I get the cow, it's going to come back live and the logistics on that kind of difficult. I have a freezer. She's not amused. But the the photo op opportunity that's going to happen is there's going to be some cow yoga going on. So we're trying to figure out what that's going to look like. But you, dear listeners, will find out if you just stay tuned to us and follow our social media. <laughs> so, yep, we got some more all-star stuff to do this week. We got a game to watch. And then we are have a field trip to Pulaski, Virginia to say hi to Betsy and our friends. Whatever you're doing this week, we hope you find some time to listen to some past episodes. Tell your friends about it. Maybe subscribe so you don't miss a single show. Follow us on social media. And until then. Say goodnight, potty mouth. Goodnight, potty mouth. 